Hey guys, welcome to another brand new episode of Mindfulness with Vidanshu. And today I'm so psyched, I'm so excited because today I'll be talking to one of the idols for me in the podcasting space. He's none other than the OG himself, Mr. Varun Dogirada. He hosts podcasts like Advertising is Dead and uh, The Varun Dogi Show. And I am a fan of his conversational skills. Like, it's just, he has such an amazing talent. of having conversations with people which are so breezy and yet impactful all at the same time that i just had to have him on the show and one fine weekend just while you know having a random chat we just got it got into a time slot and like, let's let's do this and you know i'm i'm so excited because this podcast is going to be released and i'll be nervous throughout the episode because i've been fanboying a little too hard <laughs> so bear with my nervousness and enjoy this episode because this is going to be one amazing episode welcome guys uh, you know this is a brand new episode of mindfulness with shatanshu and today i have you know someone with me who i consider as the og of podcasting okay so uh, he is one of my idols as well is in this space and he has been doing this for a very long time uh, he's none other than mr varun dogirala and he has two podcasts by the way <laughs> where some of us cannot even manage being consistent with one he's putting out amazing content in two very different genres one is advertising is dead and the other one being the varun dogi show so i have been an ardent follower of the varun dogi show and i absolutely love the insights that he shares over there other than that he also shares workout memes he is also an entrepreneur and you know currently is the co-founder of the glitch and uh, you know there are so many things that he does in his life and is just you know absolutely mesmerizing seeing someone work in so many different things and still get the best out of everything so uh, welcome sir it's an honor to have you that is uh, the most uh, i mean like okay that's like that's like a no pressure introduction <laughs> so <laughs> like so, um and the, the only thing is you got to call you don't have to call me sir um i always prefer it um, i know i'm close to 40 but it's still It's fine. You can okay. call me Varun. That should be good. <laughs> Absolutely cool. So no, actually, uh, you you have done this one episode with Ruhan Nakash, right? From mm-hmm. uh, my camp. Mm-hmm. So he's been like a you know mentor to me for the past three years. So uh, mm-hmm. he tells me this one thing that when you're beginning a conversation, never begin with mm-hmm. a lame ass <laughs> you know uh, introduction. Begin with something which is free flowing, and that's how the other person also feels. Ki, okay, okay, this is something free flowing. No, that is that is so true, right? Because and also you have to give. I think the first question is always something that gives people enough things to talk about. Um, hmm. I always find that especially so. I actually learned that a lot more on on advertising is dead than uh, with the Varun Dogi show. But uh, especially a lot of people in the corporate space are used to very Q and A space things, so they come in pre prepared. So to yeah. loosen them up, give them a question which they can yap about for a few minutes, <laughs> gives you great insights. But also like it's like a warm up for them, right? Mm-hmm. So I I agree with what Rohan said. Um, it, it's always a good way to start. absolutely so uh the first thing that i asked to all of my guests is that uh so for you i'm holding this question for you so you started out as you know an entrepreneur then you mm-hmm. you know digressed into uh, making content you uh, started your own podcast and now you have your own mm-hmm. newsletter and another podcast so mm-hmm. how you know did this journey you know like begin from somewhere and reach to you know so many different places which you are handling like all at one go so how did this all happen so um i always been a holder of information um i realized this much later i, I couldn't figure how to term it right and i i found this terminology more recently 
because I genuinely like you can have a conversation with me and and it's like I'll give an example like someone will tell me like, um, I'll pick an interesting example huh? so hmm. for instance we were combing my daughter's hair and I I said okay no I've actually I've, I've read something somewhere that if you actually comb the hair from the root then it's a strain on the scalp but if you actually start off with the with the ends and go up it's better and and Pooja's like what is wrong with you? Why do you have this information? Because it's not like my hair is that long anyway, right? So yeah. I've always been that person. I've always been that person who likes to learn stuff. Um, and interestingly enough, what I used to learn a lot from used to be music channels. So I, I got into um, MTV, thankfully, as an intern and worked there and went to Channel V. So um, that phase for me taught me a lot about just creating content. Because in those days, if you went to the MTV office, it was literally like going into the mm. internet. Because we were creating all kinds of formats, all kinds of stuff there. It was like one of the most mesmerizing places to work in. Mm. And and from there, after we started Glitch, one of the things we set out to do was to try stuff out. Right? What, what's the fun stuff you can do on the internet, but do it with brands. Uh. So in many ways, there have been an underlying thread there. But uh, my podcasting journey, honestly, has been interesting because at some point um, on the advertising side, I felt like I've been working in the advertising space for more than a decade, but I didn't know mm. enough about like the legacy of it. And, and also wanted to get a more bird's eye view of what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. And that's how advertising is that kind of evolved. It became almost like me playing a learner in every episode. So I learned from my guests yeah. and through me learning, somebody else learns it. Um, and the Varun Dugi show was honestly like, it started off as a podcast called useless, useless information useless information and yeah. um, and uh, which is partly going to come back at some point in in some form as part mm-hmm. of the varundugi show itself um and um, and there i was just doing like useless conversations right we said we didn't want to talk sense um so <laughs> yeah. i just like to have conversations i like to learn stuff so if you look at everything which i do and share um it all kind of comes down to that because I actually sat down the other day saying, I'm doing so many things. How do I put them all on one map? Mm-hmm. And the more I was, I was putting it down, I realized the foundation of it all is just like learning stuff and just sharing whatever you learn. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it might be useful. Some of it might be useless, but you just keep sharing it and throw it out into the internet, which is the best thing about it is somebody will get some value from it mm-hmm. um, or just laugh at it, which is both cases you win. <laughs> Absolutely. No, there, there's this one thing that you told Anto when he was on your show that, you know, you consider yourself to be multi-hyphenated. So this is probably mm-hmm. where it all comes in, right? Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think there's finally a term, right? It was always called a side hustle, which meant that the side hustle was not the more important part. Mm-hmm. Um, or it was called like, okay, what is your, I mean, con- like everybody has at some point of time been asked, can you list down your hobbies? And I'm like, mm-hmm. You call something a hobby, you know, you put it way down there in importance, <laughs> but hobbies honestly like are yeah. passions or like stuff you do as creators. So, mm-hmm. um, and I feel that's really one piece which um, I think has helped us. Um, the internet has given you ways to define what you are. So, mm-hmm. the multi hyphenate is one. Um, the other one is so you find these frameworks and they help you find clarity in your head as to what you are doing. So, for me, I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur creator. I'm a creator entrepreneur. doesn't matter as long as I have a hyphen in between. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I'm also like this bizarre fitness enthusiast mm. uh, who's going through, I feel, a midlife crisis on that front. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I, I think the hyphen is is has helped. Mm. It's helped say that, okay, um, I can finally list everything out and not worry mm. about finding one term to define me. So there's, there's also something that you shared uh, pretty recently that 
you know, if you have some passion, it's not very necessary that you have to get it monetized. Some mm. things you just do for yourself. Mm. So yeah. in your case, right, you're doing so many things. How do you list down the things you don't essentially want to monetize? And that's just for you. That's very mm. you know, personal to you. You mm. just do it for yourself. And the things that, okay, these things I can, you know, try it out. Maybe, <laughs> like maybe yeah. it works or maybe it doesn't. So how do you, you know, segregate that? Like, so I also come from a point of privilege because I have built and scaled a company also sold mm-hmm. it. So I've had like a, I wouldn't say an exit, but I'm still, because I'm still a large part of what Leech does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have the privilege of saying this is not content creation. Isn't going to be my sole area of making money. Right. Mm-hmm. I have another space, which makes me money and has already kind of done some of that for me. Mm-hmm. So here it's easier for me to say that, uh, okay, what do I love doing? What am I doing? Cause it's a compulsion. And, and, and most times I kind of list it that way. Um, and in content creation, for instance, I love to write. Um, and mm. I started the newsletter just genuinely because I wanted to write. Also I want to get validation because I have been working on a book for a while. Hopefully should yeah. be out next year. Um, okay. and, um, and, and so, so some of those, like, I'm trying to think of an interesting way to put this one down. Um, I said this some the other day saying that, you know, you said that content creation needs to be consistent. Hmm. You aren't necessarily going to do everything long-term. Like, I don't know if I'll be making reels long-term because I don't know if reels are going to be relevant long-term, right? Something yeah. else will come along. Hmm. But will I write long-term? Will I do conversational content long-term? Yes, I will. So um, you first focus on the stuff which you know you can do long-term. And monetization honestly comes your way. Uh, it's just hmm. that you need to say, okay, how soon do I want to do it? Hmm. Um, everything you do can be monetized. Um, but the opportunity can come today, can come a year later. Mm. Um, and when that opportunity comes, you can decide, no, I'm just doing it because I enjoy it. Um, I don't, I don't want to make money off it. Mm. And and that call will come automatically to your mind. Because if you start off by saying, I want to monetize it, in many ways, the way you do it, commoditizes yeah, yeah, yeah. it, right? It's Provided like, that the quality is maintained. And, you know, when you yeah. get found, you actually retain those exactly. people for long term. So that, yeah. And that also way. it's natural to you then, right? Um, I have a, um, there was someone I was kind of, uh, I was talking to someone the other day and they said that the most creators today are still monetizing using brands. Hmm. Um, but if you're a creator today and you're creating content and saying, I'm only going to put it out for free. I am not going to charge my audience any money to put anything out there. Um, I don't necessarily want brands to give me money as well, but I will build a business on the side, hmm. uh, which will use this as my media vehicle. So you, you own media. And then you build a business. So you're not necessarily monetizing your content. Yeah. Your monetizing yeah. happens somewhere else. And that's where everyone's kind of going. Um, and I think like that's, funneling that's that, you know, crowd down exactly. into their customers. Yeah. True. Exactly. That's a good insight on that. So mm. uh, a lot of us, like even me, I like to do a lot of things simultaneously. Right. So uh, like f- f- funny fact, I'm also a writer. I also love doing conversational, mm. you know, pieces. And that's also a reason why I consider you to be, you know, I, I very highly rate you uh, in my mind. You know, the thing is that a lot of times, you know, the, the pressure of being consistent. So now podcasting does not get me into that pressure, you know, phase mm. where I feel like, oh, I have to create content every week or because it yeah. just comes naturally. But then some other things which we also do to, you know, uh, maybe like I'm a writer. So when I do content writing mm. internships or stuff like that. So when we, mm. you know, put it, like take the whole picture into it, the consistency does not always stay. Yeah. Some weeks are just not, you know, the weeks. So how do yeah. you, yeah. you know, manage so many things in your basket? Like you talk about this one concept wherein you ration your time. 
right mm. so how does that exactly work and how also so, a follow up question how mm. is it different from mm. time management so the good part about being a content creator is unlike a job so in a job mm. many you don't have as much control over things um because there are so many other variables there are so many other people clients etc mm. um for me most times i try to create chunks of content so mm. for instance advertising is dead i will record in a way that i have at least the next four four odd weeks already recorded mm. uh, which means if i want to take a month off and just focus on something else i can do that um <laughs> i do that with the varundu issue as well although i i i follow up the data sometimes um when i suddenly realized the night before like okay i have i have something to record <laughs> and put out there but yeah um i try to do like let's say i do two episodes a week so i'll say okay can i do the next two weeks in 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 an hour one evening because it's honestly i do all the recordings in one take i just add on music using in the anchor app itself mm-hmm. and i just put it out there so um, it's not that much work to create i spend mm-hmm. more time thinking of the ideas True. so bulk creation is something which i do and i schedule them out so i'm not worried about okay do i put it out that day it's already done and scheduled out there mm. uh, then what i also try and do is i have this slightly scattered system of um of putting down pieces that i want to do content on mm. so what i tend to do and i do another two things there one is that you will find like like literally on my table there you'll find like some three notebooks and some some bunch of papers lying around you will have like four notes apps that are there which i use across mm-hmm. devices um <laughs> yeah and and my notebooks are separate for separate things that like one i have a book which is primarily for my for the book i'm working on which is all mm. the stuff i want so I scribble a story i want to add in there an insight um mm. or, or 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 something else around it so i'll have a bunch of those uh, all across the board so when i have to create something i'm not starting from scratch i go through my reference pile i'm pretty much referencing through the day um mm. so whenever you're consuming something there is something from that you get like True. i heard of a yeah. concept yesterday while i was doing uh, one of the master class courses over the weekend and i was like that's a great point but that's a great mm. framework and i pull that be great uh, piece of content mm. and i also kind of go and check okay is this exclusive is this still out there on the internet so i'm not like pulling something out from <laughs> behind a paywall and i, yeah, I get in uh. trouble tomorrow so i do that um and the last piece is that often times what we also kind of uh, forget is the fact that if you can't put something out be consistent in saying that okay i i can't do i, I can't put a piece of content out this week mm. um and explain why and that can be your piece of content like i had to write a newsletter for last saturday um you know outfit family me just just me pooja and, and leia a daughter um mm. and i i was sitting on friday and i was like i don't want to write right now mm. i hadn't written it earlier my bad but i'm like i'm out of family so i literally said i'm just taking this weekend off uh, i i mm-hmm. picked up a quote on on taking a break which i'd seen a while back and put it up there and just send it out and so that's how i stay consistent i stay consistent by batching but mm. keeping enough content for referencing out there because i constantly reference mm. um and third time if you are if make sure they pull people behind the scenes as well so if you are taking a break talk about taking a break um yeah. if you have a mental block put a q and a out on instagram i my q and a's on instagram are always a great <laughs> yeah. way for me to learn from what my audience is thinking so mm. um like for instance um, i did a am yesterday um and mm-hmm. had a lot of points there and a lot of those points are actually almost like small headers which i i might use to build larger uh, chapters out in the book so okay. i keep throwing it out there learn from my audience so i these are methods i try mm-hmm. uh, my positive is that i can have a conversation anytime <laughs> and i write quite quickly so i can pull uh-huh. out like a thousand words in 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 over 45 minutes so 
um i write quite quickly and i'm terrible with grammar so then i use grammarly mm. after that but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah so i mean this is in a nutshell what i do um and also use tools you can kind of pull in like i mentioned grammarly so don't worry mm. about grammar just use grammarly many times you learn from that um use apps like readwise if you want to take mm. stuff from the books you are reading and and etc so you, there are enough options out there but uh, yeah this is this is generally my process great great so uh, like coming back home okay after you mm. like done your work and everything when you got back home right i've so, been home only for two years <laughs> yeah like matlab when you are back into the like in uh, yeah, with yeah. your family so yeah. how, how does that work like the work and life balance like how does that work out this was your work work balance like how do you batch content and everything but then so you know, to be honest your own i don't i don't think i would i would have been able to create as much content and do as many things if i wasn't working from home um mm-hmm. i feel being at home has really helped optimize for time and optimize also mm-hmm. for like time with family or time with myself um so I, again i i i put that in 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 batches right so i have like three meetings back to back i try to make sure there's at least a half an hour 15 minute gap in between um mm-hmm. our daughter's at home so you can kind of hang with her for some time make sure the lunch time at least between me and pooja one mm. of us is kind of spending some time with her so we do that evenings is generally something something that we all do together um mm. mornings now we have when she has school one of us is sitting in our classes with her so mm. you can schedule in time um and and you do that for family but you also schedule in time for yourself um that's the one thing we all ignore i ignore that very often i went through like almost the last two weeks of ignoring that but <laughs> yeah. i try to wake up early uh, in the morning mm. so i can sit and journal that i can um i i can do a little bit i'm very bad at meditation i try to do like a really tiny bit of meditation in the morning i, mm-hmm. I spend some time um doing that early in the morning and also do that later in the night before i sleep everyone's mm-hmm. gone to bed sit and read a book put your phone away uh, as much as possible just read a, a physical book or from a kindle mm-hmm. uh, so i do some of that i do some time for myself um first thing in the morning first thing uh, last thing at night um and then evenings of family so i, I batch them out that way mm-hmm. um but you can't do that every day so some days you have yeah. to be flexible with it um but the i'd say that quality time over quantity of time across the board is, is what i focus on that's that's yeah that's that's absolutely right you know even if you get like a little amount of time every day but still you mm. know you have those quality moments with your family that's enough i guess yeah yeah so yeah true that one thing that you mentioned is that you wake up early in the morning and you journal and you know mm. at night you try to keep your phone away and you know read something or do something so that's yeah. again i'm plugging in our title which is mindfulness so uh, you know that's that's kind of practicing mindfulness in a way where you know you take out time to be a little more aware about your surroundings and yourself like what are you thinking your thoughts and you pen it down then you read stuff and you know you have other thoughts while reading as well yeah. so what is your take on like mindfulness like if you practice a little bit of meditation as you said so yeah. like yeah. how has you know being a little more mindful or self aware about your you know things in the beginning of at the beginning of the day and at the uh, at the end of the night how has it like helped you so um and i have to give uh, full credit to my mother um she mm-hmm. tried to make me do this for years and i'm like i don't want to do all this uh, <laughs> meditation stuff because at yeah. some point you're like you want to be that kid um and and i i could have done it much earlier if if i just listened to her as <laughs> she will say i have i should have listened to her on many things yeah. um but uh, honestly it just started off as a random thing i started to do mm-hmm. um i bought, to, to be honest i bought an apple watch and it had the breathe app i said let's just try <laughs> it out and i kept doing it and it does mm-hmm. this 2 minute 5 minute 10 5 minute pieces so i'm like that's that's short enough i can do it mm-hmm. um but i think in the last 
two years uh, primarily because a I had to go for therapy on and off and at some point breathing mm-hmm. became a conversation because uh, everybody goes through small bouts of yeah, uh, yeah. anxiety and everything else and that it really helps right um so i've been able to channel it using that um and i feel that uh, just like breathing exercises stuff like that uh, what really got me hooked on was um, uh, was sleep visualization so mm-hmm. you know you listen to something which which kind of puts you to sleep better because i'm a super light sleeper um i wasn't for mm-hmm. long but after we had a kid i've been a super light sleeper so i wake up very easily so for me to go to bed mm-hmm. as deep as possible as early as possible it has helped so i do a lot of that so that i do pretty regularly i listen to something before i go like um, a mindfulness uh, sleep uh, piece uh, almost every night before i go to bed mm-hmm. and um, mornings actually journaling has been a recent revelation um to be honest i was terrible at it um <laughs> when i tried it for uh, a couple of years ago because most times when we journal we try to write like someone's going to read it um and then some some point you get over that and also you, you think that okay i don't have too much to write so is it is a couple of lines okay yeah. is do i have to write a page um at some point i don't know what i saw or, or, or some content i consumed said that you know just write one word if you want like write a line if you want and yeah. i just picked up like a blank book and i just started like whenever i want to write like some days i don't journal some days i do Mm-hmm. um but i just sit down and and write what comes to mind when i wake up first thing in the morning and and that's really helped um because i feel we learn something about ourselves every single day mm-hmm. um and just how we are and um and i just kind of put that down what i kind of learn as an insight um i also get very uh, self conscious so um i write in third person uh, so i never write said <laughs> oh i felt this i said you know we feel this and I, i'm like you find some mm-hmm. tools to be able to put these things out i guess um mm-hmm. but that's really been my process is that i like to put routine um i've always uh, i i've learned that routine can be a great ally is that you you build mm-hmm. things in sequence right so um this will this will really show my age um i drink warm water with lime in the morning first thing uh, and after mm-hmm. that i journal and then i meditate for 5 minutes um and uh, but that's been that's my morning so my morning is that sequence i wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and i just do those three and i know that i i i've kind of let my uh, mind kind of open up and i don't pick up my phone till i'm done with all of those mm. so that really helps um it really helps build that out and um, i have tried longer meditation cycles mm. um i sometimes use the calm app and i and i use that and i've done like 10 minutes 15 minutes but um i know that my mind wanders a lot um, mm. it's still a work in progress to be honest but um, i realize it's it's a good thing to do it, it helps your mind kind of uh, at worst case you're bored which is always a good thing Uh, so I, that's how i look at it amazing yeah so like work in progress is something that will always be i guess so yeah, yeah that's 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 something very uh, nice of you like to frame it frame out your entire morning and then set up yourself for the entire day so that's yeah. that's something really cool uh coming you know back to what we were talking about was you know scheduling your day and then how you you know manage time this this one thing that has you know come into the picture in the recent times wherein because of the pandemic itself because people have so much time they spend a lot of time on you know social media and we as you know creators yeah. on the social media we know that it has both uh, you know like a good uh, what do you say yeah. impact and a very bad impact there's no like in between yeah so yeah. like do you have any like any two cents on how to minimize that you know uh, negativity to enter like there's that's a very mm-hmm. like i guess it's a very big question to ask and ask someone yeah. to give this two cents because you know it's a huge discussion in itself but still if you can uh, share some so, 
I'm 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 one of those people supremely guilty of spending way too much time on the phone. Right. Same, same. Um, <laughs> I literally have like I have like neck pain most times because I've been staring down my phone or at the screen for too long. <laughs> um and um but what I've actually realized is that at some point you can give yourself checklists and and that's really helped um to a small extent like mm-hmm. I know we all try, have this thing called screen time on our phones but we never we never pay attention to it. Um yeah. I try to do limits right and limits is the worst thing. Because I said, okay, I won't spend more than an hour on Instagram in a day. Hmm. And whenever that thing would come up, you would say, okay, it's okay, five more minutes. And you would put it off. And that would become an hour and a half. So I don't do that anymore. Hmm. What I kind of just look at is saying that, what can I reduce the number of times I pick up my phone in a day? And I've just mm-hmm. started with that. Um, and I feel that really helps. Um, but is social media harmful in so many ways? It can be. Um, I was... Um, um, I was recording with someone and then actually the episode is not out. Um, mm-hmm. But what he said was interesting um, is that he said that this is the first set of people in the world globally uh, who are almost being experimented on that. Right? We don't know mm-hmm. what the repercussions of social media are on our minds. Mm-hmm. The next set of generations might actually bear the fruit of, of the research that people will do on, our, on how this has affected our minds. True. Um, but that's something to think about. And um, the only thing is when you feel yourself almost like, hyper scrolling or feel yourself just not stopping consuming content mm. because, and you feel that surge you need to almost be you need to almost realize that and stop because mm. that's when you know you're kind of crossing that line um, and that's where I I always looked at it, it it's a tricky question right because mm. there's also so much being done so much value being given um, there is so much value being generated as well right because you are also generating value for the people creating content True. but at some point um, you have to take your calls. And I think that if you, if you do the opposite way saying, I'm going to set time to do stuff outside my phone in the day, hmm. it helps you minimize the amount of time on your phone in the day yeah. um, rather than doing the other way. So don't give yourself screen time, give yourself uh, almost like a non-screen time. Hmm. Um, and that thankfully helps, like, which is why I did the book thing. I said, okay, in the evenings, I was just sitting and consume content. I'm like, let me hmm. just read something. Um, let me just like in the mornings, let me just sit and write or do something else. So I don't have to look at my phone. So, the more you minimize the opportunities mm. to consume content, um, I think that's the that's the best way to do it. And you will still stick to a few things. And also, you don't have to be everywhere all the time. Um, it's a it's a it's a ironic thing, or rather, I don't know if ironic is the right word for me to say because I have been putting content everywhere. Um, but you don't have to. Um, you can find a few uh, pieces that give you value and and continue with that and and add more as you go along. But um, Never feel the pressure to a create too much, and never feel the pressure to consume too much. Um, do what you feel is right for you, and your body will tell you. Your body and your mind will tell you that you know you, that you are burning out, that you mm. are um, that the dopamine has gone too high, um, <laughs> yeah. and it's almost become like a like a bit of a drug where you feel the withdrawals very easily. So mm. yeah, so it's just uh, keep some of those things in mind is what I do, but still a very tricky time. Um, podcast help though. You don't look at the screen. You just listen to stuff, which is what okay. I do. Um, um, I don't know if that counts as away from screen time, Absolutely. but I do a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Even like I've increased like listening to podcasts way more because then you can just keep your phone somewhere, put on your earphones, yeah. walk around, do the other work and still be you know consuming content, which is also good exactly. quality content. So, yeah. you know, the, the thing that you aspire for, you know, to keep learning and then, you know, exploring more and more things, that's, yeah. that's where it helps. Because if, like every podcast, like you don't go away 
you know with lesser than what you came with so that's that's something very interesting which this segment like the audio conversational segment has brought out there's one thing that i was discussing with my brother as well which also collides with what you were you know uh, discussing with in your previous conversation was that in our generation we've seen the entire change so we were a part mm-hmm. of you know the generation which used to play you know with those seven stones stacked up we used to throw you know the ball at them too so yeah. we all played yeah. that and from there today we are here where you know it's just phones and mobile games and bgmi and so many different games so yeah. you know yeah. we have seen that entire transition so the next generations will be born in the digital era and the previous mm-hmm. ones had you know done everything they did not need to learn as much about the digital era so we kind of you know were act- actually the most experimented on because these things just came out and we started using without any knowledge yeah. of its long term repercussions like any whatsoever so to yeah. that, that's that's it's kind of interesting take on that and it's also interesting but if you see right now and well, that's mm. what i've actually found to be interesting um, in recent times i feel that people are going back to analog in a big way mm. and analog True. is coming back um like i, I have a four year old at home right and i know she enjoys reading a physical book more than mm. um mm-hmm. seeing that play out on a screen although she loves watching let's say some content on on an ipad or anything mm. else so it's this mixture of analog and digital that most humans will always want you can mm-hmm. i don't think we'll ever be pure digital um and so in many ways like i look at a phenomena like book talk right um tiktok in the states has this big trend mm-hmm. which is continued for a long time which is book talk your book tube on youtube mm-hmm. books are still surviving the fact that books still survive in whichever form they do and still continue to thrive i mean although authors are using it for different methods and mm-hmm. and ways to amplify themselves um shows the fact that people still want analog experiences still want physical experiences mm-hmm. um and i feel in that way many things are that's why things come back right so mm-hmm. i hear people talk about buying lps again uh sometime back um <laughs> i'm an audio cassette person although all my audio cassettes died because of fungus mm-hmm. on them um but uh, unlike lps uh, cassettes did not mm-hmm. <laughs> survive long term but i feel a lot of these do come back because we want that we want that touch and feel we want to mm. be able to write on a piece of paper and not just on 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 a digital device so um that balance at some point we'll always go one extent and then pull back a little bit i think that's a human way of doing things um like yeah. as as the world opens up and hopefully whenever that you know you open up and you close right now that seems to be default setting now across <laughs> the world um yeah. people do kind of rush out right they do want to meet each other they do want mm. to go to go to a beach go to a park go anywhere um and that kind of shows that um, yeah it, it it's always going to be interesting to see how that balance goes we'll mm-hmm. go too far in one and we can come back and say i don't want to um mm-hmm. do anything digital for like 5 days that's true that, that's that's, that's how the digital detox thing started right so people started taking digital detoxes yeah. leave their phones behind and go i've, I've tried Ha, neither for me it does not hard. work yeah it does not work <laughs> so uh, i was reading this one book i guess it was in 4 hour work week so they said that there was this couple which uh, you know left all their digital and everything beside behind and they took their children on a cruise trip across the world and you know mm. in that like entire journey the children you know like self taught themselves you know a lot of values which we live by which normally kids nowadays learn very late in their life because you know the experiences what i feel is because you know we have uh you know we've come to this one very uh, weird point wherein if you have to learn like life values we re- really have to go through something very massive in our life like that's yeah. that's something that's happening so yeah true that ki matlab sometimes yeah, that's also yeah 
I feel some of those extremes also kind of do a disservice, right? Sometimes the digital detox and say don't touch anything hmm. um, and keep your phones away, go away for a week. Um, I, at some point, it's balance um, is what I always found hmm. gives you most value. Like, um, you if you if you it's it's basic human need, right? If you say you can't have something, your mind keeps wanting Wants to. Yeah. that thing. Hmm. Um, and um, and at some point, if we, as long as we we are mindful of knowing what limitations we should give ourselves on things. It's like people who drink alcohol, right? You know how much you should and shouldn't drink. Mm-hmm. Um, same way you, same way you know how much you should and shouldn't do. Um, mm-hmm. You spend time on a phone. Um, and, and I think that's because when the extreme examples come, it also scares away people from trying it out. Yeah. So like, oh my God, if I want to take time off my digital listing, then I have to go that far. So I'm scared. I don't think I can do it. But if someone says, no, just like try not picking up your phone in the morning, try not picking it up at night. It just sounds easier. Hmm. So you might try it sooner. Um, so I mean, I mean, that's at least what I've always thought about it. Yeah, like if, if, I'm, if I'm spending like thousands of rupees on a PS console, like a new PS console, hmm. and my mom just comes and says, why do you need it? Like you already have the old one. Then there are, yeah. in more likeliness, I won't because I'll have like that hindsight. But if someone says yeah. you should not buy this, this is like a waste of money, the mind yeah. will want it more. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, that that is the our default setting. We want the things that people tell us we can't have. Hmm. True. 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 That's 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 something really cool. That's why the mind always wants to have like a bigger house. Like the mind always wants yeah. to have bigger. You want a bigger house. You want a bigger car. You want more yeah. shoes. You want more clothes. You want um, more of everything want... because somewhere or the other, someone has said that in your current standing, you cannot have more of that. So. Yeah. When someone says, do you really need it? You're like, oh, then I really want it. But <laughs> That's if, the if, question, you're, if yeah. you're telling yourself it's important, yeah. Hmm. There's, there's another conversation, like, because you pulled out that point, uh, this can kind of be like one of the very like deep questions which I can get into, is that I was talking to this one friend of mine and we came through this concept called, you know, three stages, which will be first, being mindful, second, acceptance, and third is taking action. Okay, so what my analogy was that, uh, you know, to do anything in life, first, we need to be mindful about, you know, what the problem is, or what our problem is. Okay, like, uh, suppose uh, I am very gullible. Okay, so that's my problem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I am mindful that yeah, I am, you know, very gullible. But when the moment comes, when the moment comes, when someone is trying to persuade me about something, and that's where I can get gullible, if at that mm. point of time, I think that, okay, no, I'm gullible. I have to think this through. I can just say yes mm. to something like this. So mm. that point is acceptance. And after yeah. that, you know, it gets into action. Like sometimes when I'm mindful about, okay, this is my problem. When that situation comes, then, you know, mm. I get into that acceptance phase wherein I, I get the choice key, either I have to accept it right now. And, you know, yeah. I can like fare better or I can just, you know, neglect it once again and go back to, you know, the loop. And then comes the action key. Once I've gotten out of it, now I have to act differently as well. I cannot go back into that stream. So it's like a, you know, loop, which keeps on, you know, pulling me back. But then that's how we we were talking about it. So what, what do you think about that? Because this also stems from what we were talking about. So, um, so for me, it's, it's a lot about, um, like you need to not try to fool yourself, right? Uh, I feel that's uh, what you're saying, uh, what I picked from that. And that's something I strongly believe in is that oftentimes we try to fool ourselves about, oh, I think I know I can do this or I can't do this. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, you know, we build these things up in our own head. So before you even come down to 
figuring out things that you stop you got to first be able to reflect on yourself and be honest with yourself mm-hmm. um and most times you you see that some of the people who actually if you look at anybody's downfall right i'm i'm very i'm generalizing here i know that's not for everyone um a lot of times when you lose clarity about yourself with yourself um and you're trying to fool yourself is when you when you have bad turns mm-hmm. when you make the wrong calls but if you know these are your um your your pros and cons or your faults and your uh, faults and truths rather or, or mm-hmm. how to put it um then you know how you should and shouldn't react mm-hmm. um and it takes time what you say that cycle that cycle is lifelong in many ways because you can very easily go back to that it it, mm-hmm. it starts off as almost your factory settings so <laughs> yeah, in, and because your factory settings are set in place when you're a kid Hmm. to be smaller experiences it's not just about parents i don't believe that it's just the parents that set your um hmm. i'm going to continue with calling it factory settings um but um <laughs> yeah. i feel that it's also the people you grow around with who your friends are who hmm. what's the community you're in um what kind of school what happens in your school and and that period sets a lot of behaviors and a lot of ways in which you are hmm. uh, it can take years for you to break out of some of those which are not good for you mm. um and also sometimes something gets lost and you can actually find them and you can mm. like me being able to have these kind of conversations was was something i used to do as a kid as a kid i would walk into a train compartment and i would go talk to everybody in that entire compartment before my parents could stop mm. me and tell them about everything that happened in my day and everything mm. my parents said which they did not mm. obviously enjoy me telling everybody um and then i went through a period where i couldn't do that anymore i was very nervous to speak to people always wondered mm. if what i was saying was right or wrong at some point if you find something that you was there something as a thing you did as a kid it's easy for you to get back to that so that's a mm. good way and a good thing to kind of come back to the bad thing is you can very easily go back onto bad habits yeah um you can easily go back onto or, or not even bad habits like just like stuff you do in your character which you can like like i'm a people pleaser um yeah. for me the fact that for me to get validation about people liking me is very important to me hmm. uh, and i know that's a that's a part of me that is good and it's bad it's good because it makes sure that i am at no point putting anyone down um i don't believe in that i i, I don't think that's the right way to be but also can make me very gullible at some point or can hmm. also make me the person says yes to everybody never no to anyone because like how can i say no that person will bad hmm. so you need you will define your lines only when you are fully honest with yourself hmm. and then put down saying what are the things you you can do and can't do about it you can't go the extreme like i don't think i'll ever be that person who can very rigidly say no to someone mm-hmm. but now i've learned a way to in my own way say no explain why i've said no yeah. uh, over explain because i'm obviously trying to make sure that they they still like me after i say no um, <laughs> yeah. and go on and go on so on and so forth so um, it's a process you do with yourself uh, and mm. what we don't do enough is to really sit down and spend time with ourselves and really ask ourselves those questions mm. saying what what is motivating us what do we really want to be like um, mm. and it doesn't have to be some fictional character what do you want to be like as a person uh, how mm. do you want to behave how do you want how do you want to look at yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror um i know people who wake up in the morning and look at the mirror and saying you you are awesome i still can't do that um i still have a bit of a nervousness to do that I'm like i don't know if i can say that to myself but i know people who do that and it helps them a lot it helps them get that rush of confidence in the morning yeah mm. so yeah so find the tools that work for you um and and what you said is is so true that if you don't know what your faults are then you won't know how to stop them from pulling you down 
mm-hmm. um and you just don't do it once this is a lifelong you're you're always on the treadmill and <laughs> i I'm, I'm, i'm not going to reference um, uh, um anybody who says um, a treadmill doesn't move ahead but i i feel that you need to be on the treadmill for a few things in life <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah that's that, that that was a nice take on it so like moving ahead to the last question that i uh, you know ask every time to all our guests will be looking back at life all the decisions that you made you know the life that you've lived till now and whatever you've learned till now what will be your you know like maybe three points or five points to someone who's like in his 20 25 a person like me or you know the most mm. of my listeners are from that segment so what will be your mm. you know three four five points on you know how to deal with what's about to come because 24 25 is somewhere where we you know start having that massive change where we end yeah. studies we you know responsibility starts striking in so what will be your you know like few cents on that um at first thing say that invest in experience um and as invest in experience invest in experience for your career invest in experience for your life because in your 20s is the time when you can actually explore things um like when i went to internet mtv i was i was an intern there for 3 months i went in and said how many shows can i work on in 3 months mm-hmm. and i made sure i did because i wanted to learn how everything else worked mm-hmm. um so i invested in that experience i invested in the fact that i didn't go out with my friends as much during my internship i stayed in office longer in hindsight should not have stayed in office as long as i did <laughs> um and at some point I was sent back i was sent back saying can you just go home mm-hmm. um it's not it's not healthy for you to be here that often and i was happy that that was an organization which said that um mm. so invest in that but also invest in like in traveling if you want to or invest in a course in that period uh before responsibilities truly kick in in life is mm. a period for you to learn different things and also actually explore what all you could do so mm. I, i would say the 20s are the best time to do that by the time you hit your 30s you have to start solidifying it and mm. then you hit your close to your 40s like me and then you will start exploring all over again because <laughs> you will hit midlife crisis um that's one um the second thing i would say is that you don't have to be in a rush mm-hmm. uh, I, that's one thing about hustle culture which i worry about is that we all hustle to get where we are mm-hmm. but i feel that this need to say oh i am 18 or i am 19 and i need to accomplish everything before i'm 20 i love what someone said and i kind of forgetting who tweeted it and i have some point will find it and and give that person credit is she said that um, everybody wants to be a successful entrepreneur and and mm-hmm. do x and y and z and all that before they 20 uske baad kya karoge right and i think that's a valid point like you yeah. have the rest of, you have so much more mm. time and obviously everybody has different time in terms of how long their life is but if you rush through mm. things that you should really enjoy and really soak in then there's no point you're going to rush mm-hmm. through life it's like yeah. watching an entire movie on fast forward at 10x right <laughs> you're not going to experience anything yeah um, and 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 i feel that uh, i feel that's important that you don't rush yourself do it at the right pace for you hmm. um make sure you make enough time for things apart from just the the hustle hmm. um that would be one more and um as is make time for life i think if you if you make enough time for life i like i have had so when i sat down to write my book i was like it's not like i'm that old uh, because i haven't hit i talk about <laughs> age too much i will stop talking about age um but as like what has what are the experiences i've had in life and i realized mm. a lot of the stories and a lot of the stuff that kind of came out of that was like i can't believe i did that i can't believe i experienced that and none of those were like let's say i wasn't uh, traveling the world i wasn't doing mm. any of those things i was always doing something here um i weirdly enough 
traveled abroad very rarely till I got married. And only after that, like, I thankfully met, married someone who really made me understand the value of experiencing the world. Because mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, who wants to pay money and go that far? I'll just like, India mein ho jayega. Um, I yeah. used to be that guy. But just, if you have enough stories to tell um, mm. at, at some point of time in life, that means you've had enough experiences. So explore stuff mm-hmm. beyond your, True. what your track is, right? Make sure your track is, uh, you, you almost have a multi-track and you have stuff you, that you learn, which is focused mm-hmm. on your career, stuff that you focus on with life and, and stuff that you can just find, which is random. Mm-hmm. Like you can play a song to me and I might have a random um, trivia point about uh, hopefully more mm-hmm. songs uh, because I listen to a lot of music. So I, I, I enjoy that. It's not something which I have ever thought will be anything. Mm. But the fact that I know something more is an enjoyable experience for me. So find experiences that you enjoy and, and keep doing them all the time. And, and um, as long as you do these things, everything else works around. it. You will mm. find ways to monetize and make money. We live in a time when the internet allows most people to be able to monetize more than the world has ever been able to. Um, mm. We finally come to a point when you have an, you have an entire world of people who can be individual small business owners is what a creator economy is about, right? So, um, and I feel as that scales up, you can do so much. You don't have to do it today. Mm. Um, you don't, you don't have to <laughs> yeah. rush to do it all today. Um, it also gives you the ability to be flexible enough to have experiences, find experiences that are in your backyard, find experiences that you can kind of do online. So, um, find all that stuff. And, um, and otherwise, what's the point? What's the point of doing everything that we do? Absolutely. No, that that's that's such an amazing point. You know that you mentioned that you know our life is like an empty cam- canvas which is given to us. So we can choose the you know paints like the number of paints. We can have like a monochrome with yeah. a nice little pop color in between, or we can have like a lot of colors and that. So and you can flip the page as well. Yeah, we can flip. You can someday say <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. True, yeah. true, true, true. Amazing. So yeah, that was a really really insightful session we had with Varun. And one thing I must say that throughout this entire podcast, I've been really nervous. <laughs> so for my listeners as well, they can be able to, you know, recognize this one because in front of me, I have someone who I've looked up to for, uh, you know, a huge part of this podcasting journey that I'm on. And yeah, I've listened to him week in and week out. And, you know, it just him posting, you know, uh, like uh, his podcast every week gives me the motivation. Okay, next week, even I have to go on and uh, post something else. Maybe not, you know, this Monday because I want to take a break. I take this back from this conversation. <laughs> but yeah, I'll come back with even more, you know, quality content. Thank you so much, Valen, for being on Mindfulness with Swatancho. It was an absolutely amazing. I'll say this was one of my best episodes till date because it's you. So yeah, and I hope that you enjoyed this one as well. I had a blast. You, you, you asked me questions which made me think um, and I always I enjoy conversations where like that right because at some point we were having a conversation mm-hmm. and, and I generally like talking about life and I and I feel that that's mm-hmm. we don't talk about life enough we talk about other stuff and yeah. um, I, I, I love the way you kind of built it out and I'm, I'm glad I finally um, did this um, um, and it happened what over a weekend where we just chatted <laughs> and it happened so I'm happy that that conversation happened and that this conversation happened because of that Hey guys, thank you so much for staying till the end and listening to this entire episode because it just means so much to me that you guys listen to every episode. Send me your, you know, views and opinions about the episode and 
it just makes my day it makes my week and it makes me want to do more of these conversations and to be very honest this was one of the best conversations i've had i'll be a little biased because varun is one of the most amazing content creators that i've found online he's like literally a gem and the positivity that he shares the you know amazing content that he shares in general is just so mesmerizing it just makes my monday morning amazing and my friday morning even better because those are the two days that the varunduki show airs the new episodes and i've been an ardent follower and i'll ask you guys as well if you you know liked him in this episode go and follow his uh podcast as well and listen to him because he's spreading some really really amazing content and yeah thank you so much for supporting me and yeah listening to all my episodes because that just means the world to me and yeah let's meet back on monday with another monday morning mindfulness episode and yeah i hope that you liked this episode and if you really found this episode helpful or insightful in any way do share this episode with your friends and family and yeah till next time peace